Take a look behind the curtain with a real whistleblower and American patriot. Prepare to embrace the uncomfortable truth because this program has no time for comforting lies. Here is civil liberties enthusiast, Second Amendment defender, and recovering FBI agent, Kyle Serafin. Well, hello, my friends, and welcome to the Kyle Serafin Show. I better hit that record button over here. Welcome to the Kyle Serafin Show for Thursday. It's January the 4th. Guys, in the live chat, we just updated the hold music. I don't know what else to call it, like the the, the pre-show, the warm-up show music. If you guys liked the new jam, which I actually did, but I, I leave it up to you. I make this for you if you guys want to keep that for a while. You guys let me know. I saw a lot of, of folks that said that they were bobbing their heads to the beat. And so that was what the goal was. If you enjoyed it, please make sure you give me a thumbs up in the chat. Give me a thumbs up on rumble.com slash Kyle Serafin. If you are watching us somewhere else of... Looks like there's over 100 of you over on Twitter. You guys can come join us. Rumble.com slash Kyle Serafin. That is where the live chat is already jamming. And if I look over there, I'm going to actually get confused. There's too much movement, but I do see your thumbs. You guys like the jam. So that's fantastic. Uh, we got an interesting show today. We're going to be talking about the Epstein stuff. Why do I phrase it that way? Because I think this is yet another distraction. It's not client list folks everybody's getting all jammed up about this i actually think for once cnn probably covered it correctly and that is uh, as shocking to you as it is to me i think so so before we get too rowdy let's get uh, started with our friends over at patriot coolers i want to start with them first and there it is patriots that love america Patriot Coolers, at Patriot Coolers on social media. PatriotCoolers.com is where you can find the website that you are looking at right there. You can get yourself tailgate ready. You can get yourself survival ready with a uh, with a cooler that's going to be able to keep some foods. If you need to bug out with some things, good idea. We'll talk about our other friends doing survival foods in a minute. But uh, check out Patriot Coolers. Use promo code KYLE, K-Y-L-E. The uh, 16 ounces made it back to the desk. There it is. It says Patriot right on the handle. It's a good-looking cup. It works really well. It is not good for taking it on car trips. Make sure you get the 19-ounce, the taller ones, if you guys want to take them with you when you are driving. Or you can have the minivan experience like I have, where you slam on the brakes because the car says, brake, 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 and then there goes the tumbler. Uh, never fun. Don't yell at your wife for that. That's your own fault. That's because you bought the bigger tumbler and you carried the wrong one with you. Get the 19-ounce if you want that. Anyway, folks, check out Patriot Coolers. Good people, good company. Give money back to military vets. That's what they do. And they also support the Kyle Serafin Show. Promo code Kyle saves you 10%. 50 bucks or more, you're going to get free shipping in the United States. Fantastic. All right. Are we ready? Are we ready to get into this? I want to start somewhere kind of a little bit funky. I almost never will do this. There's not ever really a great reason to, to bring Twitter to the show per se. But today I'm going to do it. And it's because it's going to start us off on um, on a good discussion about what is what and what it is not. This is a little interaction that I had with a guy named Will Harder. I don't know Will. I don't have anything against Will. Will's asking reasonable questions. They are things that many people have fallen into. I think it's a trap, but it's not his fault. Okay? I'm going to read what Will, Will tweeted to me so you guys understand because many of you probably thought the same things. He says, quote, I think it's pretty obvious the FBI has been and probably continues to be involved in these blackmail operations. I don't think Epstein was unique. I think an interesting perspective you could provide would be how you keep something like this hidden in the organization and who could uh, who you could find in the FBI to help run an operation without the risk that they blow the whistle. It's been years since they raided his property uh, and outside of Maxwell, no other arrests have happened or have occurred rather. That means they were either in on it 
or they took over the blackmail content and are using it. Okay, that's a conclusion. The conclusion is that they're in on it or they're using the blackmail and uh, they're, they're, they're furthering the agenda of an Epstein. Okay, that's one claim. I told him that's a hunch. That's not an obvious conclusion. But he made the conclusion. The FBI has got to be in on it. They're part of the blackmail, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, I pushed back and I said, look, man, that's a hunch. That's, that's you saying things that you believe. And he said, with respect, what parts are you saying are my feelings? As the facts stand, the FBI raided this guy's property multiple times. In one instance, even finding media with FBI markings on them, the only person held accountable is his sidekick. I'm not saying he belonged to the FBI exclusively. Now we've even expanded this. It looks more like he was an asset that was used generally by Western governments. He may have worked for a lot of agencies. Can we talk about what we just saw there? That is a lot of jumping to conclusions. Do you guys remember the movie uh, Office Space, the jump to conclusions, Matt? It was a terrible idea. It's terrible. This is a horrible idea. You should not sell this, right? The jump to conclusions, Matt, is something happened, no evidence in the intermission, and then I'm going to jump over to the conclusion, the finality, and I'm going to say that with, uh, with certainty, I have these beliefs. It's a terrible way to do it. This is not investigative. It feels good, but it's wrong. It is the wrong way to go about looking at this information. What you should be doing is you should say, number one, what happened? You're looking at it. Who's involved? If the FBI did the raid, if the FBI did the search, and then you think, is the FBI more likely to be involved in absolute evil and corruption, or are they more likely to be incompetent and a bunch of people not being able to see what's going on? There's a concept in the intelligence world of, of compartmentalization. Certain people know certain things. Nobody knows the whole story. If you do that, then nobody puts it all together. It's the same question that people are going to have to have about the the uh, the laptop, the Hunter Biden laptop. It's like, obviously, the FBI was involved. Well, yes, but the FBI is almost 40,000 strong. There's a lot of people in the FBI. So do you think that everybody in the FBI is involved? No, like there's not like there's not like all FBI emails going around. Like I sent you guys the other day and showed you that they were talking about how they have nine diversity councils and how the LGBTQ thing is going on. No. What it is, is that a couple of people may be involved and some of them either ideologically interested or incompetent or both. They can be that. And very, very few people are ever going to see any of this stuff. The people who do the searches are most likely not actually working on the case. It's rare that the case agent is physically doing the searching. They go through it after the fact. They may be the uh, yes, collect it, no, don't collect it, but they're not out there digging through people's stuff. And oftentimes, it may even just be a supervisor that's involved that doesn't actually know the case that well. The long and short of it is this. It's not pretty obvious that the FBI is involved in blackmail operations. In fact, I would say it is the opposite of that. I have no idea what the FBI's role is with Epstein, and neither do you, and neither does Will Harder, and there is no evidence that shows it because I'm not covering for the FBI. Anybody who watches the show knows exactly. I'm just calling the balls and strikes here. And it is absurd to think that because you feel it is so, that it must be true. And it's also absurd to think that they somehow decided to get in on the blackmail operation. That's not how the way the FBI works. There's no upside to the FBI to be involved in the blackmail operations. Why would they do that? There may be individuals that would benefit from that sort of thing, but that's definitely not. That is definitely not the MO of the FBI of how they do things. Do they use knowledge for power? Yes, to get more budgets so they can get a better deal when they get out. It's not about a blackmail operation. That doesn't make any sense to anybody that's ever worked there. It would be foolish to say it is that way. That doesn't mean there's not some ideologically motivated people at the top who are doing very specific outcome-driven stuff. But to think that they're running some big op on everybody, like that is Hoover-era type behavior, but I just don't think they can get away with it right now. It's too big. 
There's too much, you know, mediocre oversight. There are plenty of people that are compromised. It's, it's this very, very fine balance here. And the fine balance is without evidence, we don't jump to conclusions. That's foolish. I'm open to finding out that this is the case, but we just don't have it right now. It's not available from what was just released. And when I say the Epstein stuff, this to me, if you guys want to know, this feels exactly like what happened when Steven Crowder was able to release pieces of a diary from a trans terrorist that shot kids at a school in Tennessee. Do you guys remember that part? Do you remember Do you remember the whole concept that it was like, now the trans manifesto, the tranifesto is out in the world? And then we read it and I told you, I was like, no, this is like an op order. This is like somebody setting out their ops plan. It is not a manifesto. It's some thoughts, it's some motivations, it's some pep talk journal type entries. But a manifesto is like, this is what I believe and this is how I'm gonna carry it out and this is why I'm correct. This, this is the same thing. This is like another data piece. Most of this information, it turns out, is actually already in the, in the public sphere. There's nothing very, very groundbreaking here. There's a couple of names people haven't seen before, but they didn't say that this is the client list. And if you even read the allegations that are made in there, these are some of the ways, this was from a defamation hearing. This is from a civil case. It's not the same thing. And so this doesn't say like, aha, we've got Bill Clinton now in the trap and so on and so forth. Oh, we'll read it. Look, it... It actually, the allegations are pretty weak. Trump's in there too, right? What do they say? Hey, if you guys want to go to the casino, like we could call up Trump. Of course he knew Trump. There's pictures of that. That's known. So there's not anything that is groundbreaking in this. And so this is just going to be a bunch of people hanging around and, and the media frenzy. The real danger is this. People are actually already manipulating the visuals that are coming from these court documents. They're manipulating them and they're making them look like they're something they're not. And the, if you are willing to believe something without any of the real evidence, without having examined it and actually understanding that it's not there, then you're more likely to get hoodwinked into believing something that's not true. And the danger about believing that is once you believe it, you're probably going to hold on to that belief. We're seeing that more and more. People get an idea that has been that, that is not true. It was made on less than accurate information or not enough information at the time. Someone jumped to a conclusion and they hold on to it. And that's what I would ask you guys to do. You need to be evaluating all sources based on their proximity, their um their ability to actually suss out what is true and what is like opinion. And there's a lot of opinions here that are running around and none of them are particularly useful. So for what it's worth, the Epstein stuff, I think right now is just a data point. It is one more paver on the, on a long walkway that may result in accountability and likely results in almost nothing only because we know we live in the real world and we haven't seen very powerful people held to account. Does that not does it mean that there are uh, pedophiles that are running around and running our government? No, I don't think that's the case. Are there pedophiles that are part of our government that have a lot of power? Of course. So these are these. Th there's two different things that could be true at once. To think that they are in charge of everything is sort of uh, foolish to me, and it doesn't square with reality. To think that there are people that are really evil that have a lot of power, it'd be absurd not to think that. That's been the case since the beginning of time. So this is where I'm trying to. I'm just trying to set you guys so that as you go out there into social media and as you go out there into the read the different stories, we'll bring one up here in a second. It's, it's not always, just because it's sensational doesn't mean it's useful. It doesn't mean that there's any value in it whatsoever, okay? Uh, and, and look, this is a great example of it. That's Fox News. Ooh, there's a Jeffrey Epstein with some stubble. He looks extra uh, sort of nefarious there. We've got some shadowy figures. Who are they? There's a woman, there's a man, there's a question mark. This is a really good clickable thumbnail for a story. But what it is not is exposing evidence. What do they even say? Unsealed documents devolved high-profile names linked. Look at the word. They're very specific because they're a quote-unquote news organization and they could be held accountable for these words. They It's linked to sex trafficker. 
Jeffrey Epstein. Linked is not the same as uh, worked with, as paid for. You know, linked could be you were a pilot, you were a stewardess, you were the house cleaner, you are now linked. You could have been his Uber driver, you were linked. You could be a limo driver, probably more accurate, right? Linked is not saying that you are now a criminal. Think of all the people that could be linked to you. There are many, all right? There are many people that would be linked to you that you would be like, yeah, I mean, I, I did this thing that you just said. Yeah, we go to the same church. We're linked. Does that mean anything about us? Not necessarily. So just hang tight. Bongino rule is in effect. Someone said it in, the, in my comments on uh, Twitter, and I think you guys need to know. You don't need to be first. You just need to be right. And if you are jumping all over the stuff, it means that you're not getting it. Uh, just let's take a deep breath. And like I said, CNN got it actually correct. This is CNN's homepage. I went looking there. Of course, CNN did, you know, they have their own sort of push on things. So there's two things that they did. Number one, Epstein was below the fold. They actually did. So we'll read their article, which I actually think was pretty fair and uh, and not unreasonable. But sadly, they're still obsessed with Trump. There's an entire whole section of things on Trump. I want to talk about what those things are in just a second. Before we read the CNN story, let's go ahead and uh, run over to Patriot Coolers here. Or sorry, for Patriots. Uh, this is the disaster food company that we've paired up with. Uh, emergency preparedness. You guys can get all kinds of different options, whether they be like power cells to keep your cell phones and your and your electronics charged up, whether it be food. 72-hour food pack is a pretty easy buy right there. You jump in, you throw it in your, your vehicle, your truck, or in your minivan, or whatever you drive around, and you've got it with you. You just need a little bit of water, and you need a little bit of things for heat and you can actually prepare some calories so that in an emergency you can uh you can take a deep breath and you can figure out solutions you don't have to panic you don't have to run down the epstein list at the exact same time you don't have to make that happen okay so they've got cool interesting ideas somebody saw the solar fridge on there i'm seeing you guys <laughs> there's a lot of neat stuff we may actually get some of their uh, products in to sure to sort of do some video demos and stuff and that's that's on the list so uh, be prepared but before we do that let's let's press on again it's um sorry it's fourpatriots.com slash Kyle. That's how you get there. Fourpatriots.com slash Kyle. That's going to get you to that landing page there. Let, let's get this, this little CNN story out of the way. As I said, they they kind of went off the, off the deep end here because they love Trump. But this was their take, which is fairly sober, on the Epstein analysis. Hundreds of pages, un, unsealed documents from a lawsuit connected to, again, connected these words are very specific. It was publicly released on Wednesday. Yes, the first set of documents unsealed uh, since the court order, which happened uh, just before the end of the year. More are expected. Let's hold tight and see what it is. Documents in total include you know, some names that were expected. There's a couple of new ones. Nobody knows exactly what those names are necessarily meaning. There's no bombshell revelations. They're correct. And as they mentioned in here, um, they've got a couple of things talking about the uh, some British royalty. Great. They've got some things talking about Bill Clinton. There's a little bit talking about Trump. All of these things are on there. None of them are necessarily accusations. They don't actually have any particular evidence saying that you know Trump did anything or that even Clinton did anything in this case. Clinton spokespeople have saying things that, uh, yeah, he hasn't been there for a long time. He hasn't been friends with this guy. It may or may, may not be true. There's more to come out. Uh, worth noting, there was a, a New Mexico governor, Bill Richardson, who's a former governor there, was, was listed. But you know, that's not surprising. He had a big house there and he was really wealthy and he was running and New Mexico is a pretty small place. None of these things are shocking. They just aren't, they aren't the thing that people thought they were. Um, they just, it's, it's just not that revealing. Here's, here's something I thought I'd throw on the screen here in total, 200 names, first batch doesn't appear any bombshell revelations that that's the way it looks. There's just no reason to get super rowdy about it. You know, um, You'd be, you'd be mistaken. What is interesting is what CNN loves to do. 
right? What CNN loves to do is say, if we could just focus on Trump, can we focus on Trump? Because that's where they really want to go. And uh, I've got something that's, that I think is kind of fun. Speaking of Trump, this is the focus that you're going to see, I think, Democrats push in on in an aggressive way. And I'm not confident that the dude who's doing this, the voiceover, first of all, he sounds worse than ever. But if it's Trump, we got to consider Biden. What's the goal? You got to focus in on things like this. This is his new campaign video. I'm going to show it to you guys. If you don't know that it's out there, then you're not going to know what they're talking about. Apparently, Joe Biden's going to run on January 6th. That's going to be it. And he's got a big speech coming up planned. This is the setup for it. It's worth seeing it. Uh, take, a, take a deep breath and um, get your vomit bags ready for this particular little Joe Biden gem. There's an extremist movement that does not share the basic beliefs in our democracy. All of us are being asked right now, what will we do to maintain our democracy? History's watching. The world is watching. Most important, our children and grandchildren will hold us responsible. The vice president and I have supported voting rights since day one of this administration. And I ask every American to join me in this cause. He's asking you to join him in that cause. They supported voting rights for our democracy. Do you guys remember that we don't have a democracy? I cannot understand how they decided that this is going to be the thing they run on. How low information do you have to be to just see that? And of course, he's got images of uh, this, this evil, evil day that will live in infamy. Imagine getting that much mileage out of just a couple hours. It's, it's wild. It's truly wild to me. Again, CNN is going to talk about it. They have to push it home. This is an analysis piece, uh, an opinion piece about Trump's real vulnerability. It's worth going ahead and seeing what they think that looks like. It's not particularly interesting to me, but it's worth knowing that they think it's interesting. That's where I sit, uh, as you're seeing on the screen right here. So they talked a little bit about Iowa, which has sort of um, got some historical context to it. There are 18 caucus winners that have come out since uh, 1972. I guess the big deal was is that Jimmy Carter won Iowa, and then he went on to be the president. So people were like, aha, that's the hack. People in politics are always looking for like the one thing. If we could just predict the future, if we had one event that would tell us what would happen next. And I guess Jimmy Carter was the one that set that up. I actually didn't know why they thought Iowa was so important. But since 1972, 18 caucus winners between the two parties, 10 of them were Democrats, eight of them were Republicans. Over half of those people went on to secure the, the nominations. That's a decent bet that somebody who wins Iowa is at least going to be the, uh, the nominee for their party. Uh, but only three were elected president. So it's not exactly a predictor of what goes on in the world. It's just kind of like a, it's another data point. It's just one more paved stone on the path. It's so strange that people get so bent out of shape a lot of all this stuff. Uh, and it doesn't matter. You know, all these individual primaries on their own mean very, very little. What they do show is that people are out there excited or not excited about particular candidates. If you guys listen to this, you guys heard me say it. I know, I know I'm going to keep re repeating myself over and over again, but I just think Donald Trump takes this walking away. And I think he takes it walking away since... Since the, the moment that they decided to indict him, which is why I have this quote on the screen. They said, while the indictments and the trials have done little to hurt Trump politically, if you've seen the graph we showed the other day, they actually have gone upward. He's actually gained momentum since the indictment. He's gained momentum since they put him on trial, of course, because he's a persecuted man. And the American people have at least some idea that this feels pretty unfair. Even people that don't love Trump, they go, it's not good. It's not good to take your former president and indict him. It's very strange. CNN is obviously sort of uh, sort of 
hatched this. They've they've captured this this ethos and they're and they're they're running around with it now. They seem to have boosted his standing. This is like almost incredulous. They seem to have boosted his standing by fueling the anti-establishment message and making it difficult for opponents to secure much airtime. Yeah, if you give Trump air, he will fill it up. He'll he'll take the whole room. He'll take all the air out of that room. He's going to he's going to swallow it all up and he's going to push what he pushes, which is that he is anti-establishment. And how are you proving that he's a, the establishment candidate by having the establishment indict him and try to get rid of him? It's it's borderline hilarious that they're actually shocked by this. But they, they seem to be con consistently um, incredulous that the plans are not working. But here's what they here's what you guys got to know. OK. CNN is telling you, and this is an opinion piece, obviously, but still, it's a CNN contributor. So let's just assume that this makes sense. It's it's possible that a conviction would look very different. Mm, several polls have found several polls that they don't want to cite necessarily in this particular piece have found that if become if he becomes a felon, then more of the electorate would look at him in an unfavorable light. They'd be more unfavorable if he was a felon. If he had the felony conviction, but that that actually assumes that we have a lot of faith in our court systems, that we have a lot of faith in the particular courts where they are actually charging him in New York, right? In Georgia, where there's activists that are actually sitting in political office that are prosecuting him. You'd have to believe that those people have the credibility of people on the political right. And I has there's no evidence that that's the case. None. I, I would never believe that. You could never convince me that people are going to go, well, Letitia James and Alvin Bragg and uh, Fanny, you know, they've all they've all done really good work here. And um, yep, Trump is a bad guy. The people that believe in Trump already believe in Trump. Many of you are those people. You're not going to be swayed by some Democrat politician who is working through their version of, of slanted justice. So CNN, hot takes, kind of interesting, only interesting to me because because they are hopeful. The, the, this hope springs eternal. The gaslight burns eternal, as we said the other day, and uh, and this continues to be a part of it. How about some real news? How about something that should actually be dominating headlines right here? This is coming from John Solomon's page, Just the News. Uh, definitely worth your time to read this particular article. This is written by Ben Whedon, and uh, it says the Florida the Florida Surgeon General, whose name is Joseph Lapido, is that right? Latidope. Sorry, I'm bad with that one. Uh, he, he urged Wednesday, this is just yesterday, that healthcare providers stop issuing the mRNA COVID vaccines from Pfizer and Moderna, asserting that the U.S. FDA has failed to follow its own testing guidance. This seems like it should be the story that is huge. It should be the biggest. This is why Florida was trending on all the social media sites. The statement is this. This is part of his statement. We'll throw on the screen in just a second here. Uh, DNA integration poses a unique and elevated risk to human health and to the integrity of the human genome including the risk that DNA integrated into sperm or egg gametes could be passed onto offspring of mRNA COVID-19 vaccine recipients. If the risks of DNA integration have not been assessed for mRNA COVID-19 vaccines, these vaccines are not appropriate for human beings. Holy, holy moly. Well, the FDA has pushed back, predictably, but the real issue here was, is this is the basis of all the pro-life religious objections that people were pushing out there. It wasn't just like, oh, I'm pro-life and I don't like the way that it was developed and that they were using mRNA technology that was coming off a, um, you know, a fetal cell line from Amsterdam from the 70s. Like that was part of it. The fruits of that sort of evil tree are a problem for people that are pro-life and wanted to put a religious accommodation in. But the second thing was, is that there were plenty of people and I had people in my own office that were talking about this. And you guys probably know people that were like this as well. The concern was, what if it does something 
to the gametes? What if it does something to the ovum and the sperm and changes the fundamental DNA patterns that we'd be passing on to our offspring? And we don't know that that's true, but there's some, there's some evidence, maybe anecdotal, maybe it's just like starting to compound. I don't think it's being real well studied, but those of us who are concerned about this kind of thing have all have friends who have had miscarriages, who are otherwise healthy who have also the only thing in common is that they had the shots. There are all kinds of stillborn increases. We're not talking about this anymore. Have you guys noticed this? A lot of this COVID stuff has kind of gone away and sort of like what's going to happen. I think the feeling is, is by many of us who did not get it, that we're just sitting here waiting for this time bomb and we're just kind of praying it doesn't ever materialize. That's been my, my sensation from the beginning. It's very concerning. It's very upsetting to imagine that they may have done something um, to the next generation or the generation that doesn't even occur simply because people were scared of a, you know, sort of amped up flu virus that had better contagions and killed people about the same way, or sorry, a cold virus rather, killed people the same way that the flu has done. We know that they skewed the numbers on the deaths. We know that there have been not enough medical studies right now. We're just seeing that the United States military, we've got whistleblowers coming out from DMED and so on that are saying things. We had um, Mara Macy on who actually is running for office specifically for accountability. And we'll talk about some of these folks that are doing accountability. Brad Miller is going to join our program at some point in the near future. It's like the, this should be the story of the century. Who cares about a lot of this stuff? You know, if it, it's not materialized. The information is available when it comes down to what happened and how many COVID vaccines were involved in doing some really awful nefarious things. And if it kills off the next generation, uh, the, the discussion of thalidomide was something that we had talked about earlier um, in 2021, even in late 2020, as, the, as the, the vaccines were like rolling out and they were changing the names of things. If you guys don't know the story of thalidomide, do yourself a favor and go, go read about it. I'm not going to say research it. I'm going to say go educate yourself on the concept of it, that the FDA approved it, that it moved forward. And then people didn't know for decades what, what had what gone wrong. And there are suffering people that like are probably still alive right now, children of thalidomide who actually made it to the Billy Joel song. You know, we didn't start the fire. It made it into the Billy Joel song because people were born without normal long bone formation. So they came out with flippers, but they didn't know that. It was, a, it was like, a, it was a pregnancy medication, pregnancy medication, we throw that in, in air quotes, and it was supposed to stop morning sickness, which would be amazing. If any of you have ever been around women who have morning sickness, it's awful to see. But when the FDA is funded, like a big chunk of their budget is funded by the very companies that are going to them to go get certifications and stamps, it may be a very long process, but we know they rolled it right back for these things because people were scared and they used their fear and they made a bunch of money on it. And now we're going to start seeing a lot of these things. Let's pull up the, um, the, the Surgeon General's actual statement about the things that, that were relevant to him. I think it's worth looking at. Let's see here. I think I've got it. Um... I've got it on here somewhere. Give me one moment, folks. There it is. It's actually on the screen. I just had it up a second ago. In 2007, this actually comes not from the article that John Solomon has. Uh, the little quotation I'm showing you here actually comes from the Surgeon General's website. They released this statement, and the statement says as follows. In 2007, the FDA published guidance on regulatory limits for DNA-based vaccines in a paper, which you guys can link to. It's the consideration for plasmid DNA vaccines for infectious disease indications. Very sterile-sounding. It's guidance for the industry. And in this guidance for the industry, the FDA outlined important considerations for the vaccine that use novel methods. Again, that word novel should be the scariest thing that you hear uh, for the last couple of years, but certainly in 2024. When you hear novel interpretation, novel method, first of its kind, we used to kind of 
laud these things like, oh, it's American ingenuity and America is the greatest because it continues to create new things. Yeah, trust but verify, folks. How about that? This says here, a couple of bullet points. Number one, DNA integration could theoretically impact the human's oncogenes. That's the genes which can uh, transform healthy cells into cancerous cells. Why are they honing in on that? Because we keep hearing about things like turbo cancer. Do I know that those are uh, those are happening? No. Anecdotally, we're hearing about people that are popping up with really aggressive forms of cancer. And there's plenty of people who seem to have a decent amount of credibility and they have a reputation in that field. I'm not an oncologist. But I do know that there are people who study pathology that have said that they are seeing instances that don't make sense in the populations they're seeing in, and we're seeing younger death. So once again, do we get emotional about it? No. We take the information and we say, look, there's some pretty significant information that should be evaluated, and that's exactly what this guy is saying. Pull the products from the market, do the test that you should have done in the first place, which should have been done, you know, it should have taken years to get this thing to market. They rushed it. They were trying to get away with something. And we're seeing a lot of it. And most of you have lost trust in institutions like this simply because they ran over their own credibility and it looks like they did it for money. Can I say without a shadow of a doubt that it would be about money? No, I can't. We can just look at human behaviors and we can look at the, the fact that they ran over all the safety protocols and that should scare the crap out of people. So the fact that people lined up for this, I don't know anybody that didn't get the shots that are like, man, I really wish I had gotten the shot. Do you know why? Because the shots were available to everybody. I know plenty of people who got them that don't want to talk about it anymore. And if you want to have the conversation with those folks who who just involve themselves in this game of, you know, you needed to get the shot. They were trying to shame you. It was starting up in the beginning. They were doing military pressure. They were doing civilian pressure in the uh, in the federal government. What does it all come down to? All we got to do is look very, very simply, how many booster shots have you had? And I don't mean that in a mean way. I don't mean that as like, I'm going to own you. I mean, how many booster shots have you had? And if you're not current on all the boosters, when did you stop? And if you stopped, why did you stop? What made you choose to no longer follow the protocols of this of this particular recommendation coming from these very, very reputable CDC and so on and so forth, FDA-approved nonsense? Why did you stop following that guidance if you are no longer taking those shots? It's a simple question. And it doesn't need to be a gotcha, even though it kind of is. You need to know why people decided not to get boosted on these things if they were originally on board. And if the answer is they learned something or they have some regret about it, you know, you can accept them for that. We should have a lot of grace for people. We should probably try to be building more people about it because nobody is celebrating like um, nobody should be celebrating. There's no that, that that's like a demonic, evil thing to do to celebrate somebody's misfortune if their baby didn't survive pregnancy. And so I, that, this is where I kind of sit on it. You look and you go, yeah, you're right. Nobody wants, like being right is not a great answer if what you do is you actually drive people back to something worse, okay? And the last little bullet point here, uh, two little bullet points rather, DNA integration may result in chromosomal instability. In other words, it may actually disrupt the process of the uh, of the uh, replication of chromosomes. That should be a real problem. We don't want that. You don't want instability. That sounds like the exact worst thing. One of the most incredible things you can ever do is go take a genetics course. Um, Go take a even an undergrad level genetics course. It'll blow your mind about what goes on inside your cells in order for you to stay alive. And chromosomal instability, the inability to replicate, uh, <laughs> catastrophic. It's actually, it's it's one of those things that's sort of guaranteed. I had a professor that said basically like cancer on a long enough timeline for the human being is a 100% guarantee. You will have cancer if you live long enough to get cancer. If something else doesn't kill you first, you will eventually have your body fail because you have all these different, he described them as sort of like panes of glass that are all safety between you and the, uh, and sort of the replication process failing. And when you break them, cause you had 
50 hours of sun exposure that was too long and, and you have this and you have that and all the, you know, maybe you're exposed to something in a uh, toxic environment. Maybe you had some chemicals long enough exposure time to, to life equals a probability of one for cancer. This was the way it was briefed to me. This is the way that that lecture went down and you go like, oh, okay, got it. I don't want to add anything to my body that's going to cause chromosomal instability. And, and, and more importantly, if we are not evaluating it fully for that particular problem, then we are screwed. We need to pull them and just take a deep breath. Like nobody's dying from COVID the way that they were, if they ever were, the way that they told us they were. Let's call it that. Um, the last one is the guidance for the industry discusses biodistribution of COVID vaccines and how such integration could affect unintended parts of the body. This is the other thing we keep hearing about. Blood, heart, brain, liver, kidney, bone marrow, uh, bone marrow rather, ovaries and testes, lung and lymph nodes, spleen, et cetera. The administrative site and the, uh, the injection site are also in question. Um, I, my buddy sent me one of these memes the other day. You guys have probably seen this. It's like a woman and she's evaluating uh, a man. He's sitting up on the thing. It's like a doctor patient relationship. And she says, you know, uh, you know, did you get the COVID vaccines? And he said, yeah, I didn't want anything uh, to happen to my loved ones who were old. And I, I just, I just, I love them so much. And I didn't want to, um, you know, to, to potentially kill them by me showing up and exposing them to something. And the doctor says, you've got a big heart. And he said, yeah, I know. It just seemed like the right thing to do. And she says, no, 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 your heart is enlarged. You have, you have myocarditis, you have inflammation and it's not good. <laughs> and that's, that's such a dark way of looking at this stuff. But sometimes we need to have humor and comedy to kind of just move these things along. But we also need to have grace with the people that have decided to do something and give them an opportunity to change their mind. And then how about we just take a little pause on this crap and stop putting it in? I think there's so many people that are scared of what it is and what it isn't, but the answer should be, do we actually know or do we just feel? And if you feel, it's okay to slow down. In the same way that we should slow down about evaluation of Epstein, you know, associations and people who are linked to, I think that you don't have uh, concrete knowledge. Most of us don't have the, the, the wherewithal or the ability to read all the scientific papers and understand exactly what's going on. And there's also seems to be a strong push to not share this information, to not research this information enough on the FDA side of it, they're actually encouraged to do the opposite. So the Florida attorney general pushing this, the surgeon general rather, it's fantastic. It's what needs to happen. These should be frontline stories. And they are actually not on most of the web pages that I went to go look for what's going on today. We didn't see it. Everybody's distracted by a new shiny object. Don't get distracted. It's just, it's the worst possibility. The other big thing that's going on right now is uh, maybe something that you guys have seen. 302,000 is the number that we heard the other day from Fox News about running over our border. And on top of that, and this is, I didn't know this. This is actually like shockingly new to me. Apparently Nikki Haley is okay with you moving into her house. So if any of you are having a bad time, if you are looking at like rent is too high and you're just looking for a better life and you're thinking, hey, I live in Carolina. Maybe I should go live with Nikki. I bet she's got a really nice place. This is, seems to be the argument she's making. I don't know who you're appealing to in the Republican base or the Republican primaries to make this argument. This argument is repeated, by the way. So if you're listening on our um, any of our audio channels, if you're listening on uh, Apple or Spotify or iHeartRadio, uh, Podbean, et cetera, she's repeating it because there's a video rolling in the background and I would recommend you guys checking it out. We're about uh, 35 minutes into the show. Come check this video out if you haven't seen it before because I'm about to show you who we're letting in. And you know, you guys have all seen some of this stuff, but hearing it while Nikki Haley talks about it is kind of gross. But let's keep in mind, these people that are wanting to come here, they wanna come for a better life too. They have kids too. They have a heart too. They, so 
We don't need to be disrespectful. We don't need to talk about them as criminals. They're not. They're families that want a better life, and they're desperate to get here. But let's keep in mind, these people that are wanting to come here, they want to come for a better life, too. They have kids, too. They have a heart, too. They So... We don't need to be disrespectful. We don't need to talk about them as criminals. They're not. They're families that want a better life, and they're desperate to get here. But let's keep in mind, these people that are wanting to come here, they want to come for a better life, too. They have kids, too. They have a heart, too. They So... We don't need to be disrespectful. We don't need to talk about them as criminals. They're not. They're families that want a better life, and they're desperate to get here. But let's keep it. <laughs> we could do that for the whole role. I think it's like two minutes of it. She just repeats a 20-second clip over and over again. Whoever made that fantastic work. Yeah, you guys are seeing it. I see you guys in the chat. There's an awful lot of military-age males there. They don't seem to be people who have families that are desperate. They seem like they're standing in clean clothing. And they're ready to come in here with nice backpacks. And what the hell are they coming into our country for? So apparently, if you are desperate and and maybe more desperate than some of those folks over there, maybe you're living on some hard times. You're looking at maybe getting evicted from your apartment. Maybe you're saying like, hey, I can't even make ends meet the Biden economy. Somebody told me the other day that they were struggling. And I was like, what are you talking about? We're all rich. I already heard Joe Biden say it. We're all rich. Wouldn't it be, uh, wouldn't it be interesting to see everybody start moving into Nikki Haley's lawn? Yeah. You just take over her house. You're not criminals. We should have a lot more sensitivity. We should have a lot more love and compassion in our heart. And we should just go live with Nikki Haley. Why not? She wants it. It's the right thing to do. Okay, last little piece of fun things that's uh, going to kind of line up where we're at. And then I've got some fun. Uh, some, I promised a dad joke a day. If I can, we'll, we'll make that happen. Uh, but let's let's throw something up here about what these, these sort of crap policies result in. They result in people moving out. The only question is, are these people political refugees like my neighbors who are super nice and they left California because they're like, I can't be part of California anymore? Or are they people who are coming and they're following, they're leaving their bad ideas or leaving a bad situation and coming into a a situation they're going to vote the same way? It could go either way right now. I would have to say that because having lived in the Northern Virginia area, we saw a lot of people that left Maryland and they had, they voted to turn it into a shithole to use the words of former President Trump, they had voted to make it awful. And then they moved into Northern Virginia, voted the same way, and Northern Virginia is now quite awful. Yeah? Uh, So Californian, this is the headline coming off Fox right now. California beats every single state for most residents moving away for the fourth year in a row. Now, how do they do this? They're uh, they're doing sort of of an interesting little look at uh, statistics because we can't find out where people are moving and where they're moving from. What they're deciding is, is they go to U-Haul, which is probably one of the biggest single indicators of people who are leaving for economic reasons. Because if you if you have to do a U-Haul, as someone who's had to do a U-Haul, you're not doing it because you want to. It's because you know your company's not moving you, generally speaking. Usually, you're either in the military or you're you're not a uh, a very high net worth individual. You can't pay someone to come do the crappy job of moving you. So you're loading up your own truck, which I have done. And Garrett O'Boyle flew down to help me, so thank God for him. And uh, then you're going one way. You're taking your your vehicle from New Mexico to Texas, from California to Texas, from uh, whatever you know, New York to Florida. So here's a little piece here. While one-way transactions in 2023 remain below the record-breaking levels that we saw during the immediately following the pandemic, because so many people were locked down in California, they were just like, F it, I'm out. 
uh, we continue to see the same geographical trends from U-Haul customers moving between states. This is a U-Haul international president saying that. That's kind of interesting. And then there's also a guy who runs an enormous Facebook group called Terry Gillum, uh, founder of Leaving California Facebook group. He said the exodus continues. And it's no surprise that uh, pe people who are conservative are leaving deep blue states. They are looking around and saying the battle is lost. California sure is pretty, but they, uh, they don't make good decisions with my money. And I'm out of here. And uh, I know more and more people I keep meeting. And it's funny, it used to be when you met Californians that were moving into, when you met them moving into another state like Texas, and we used to see this going back to even when I was a kid, when they, you'd see them, they, they just were the same Californians. They had moved there for economic opportunity. And that is not the case now. I think people are now leaving and legitimately fleeing tyranny. They're worried that their kids are going to get taken away from them and things like this. This guy says, all you have to do is look at the continuing move left by California. And you can see why middle class and upper class taxpayers, he's right, the producers are leaving. And his Facebook group has over 100,000 members, which seems like a lot. I don't know about Facebook. That's not my thing. But 100,000 people is not nothing. And if 100,000 people are willing to talk about it, imagine what that means on the back end, because those 100,000 people have spouses, especially if they're like moving and leaving. Most of them probably have spouses and kids. So that's three, four, 500,000 people that are being represented. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people that don't want to be in California anymore, which is kind of sad and shameful. For those of us who have left, I was born in California. I should, I don't know if I've ever told you guys that, but I was born in California in Berkeley. And uh, man, it's kind of embarrassing to be part of that. When I was a kid, all I wanted to do was be a guy from California because California was the coolest. It's really cool when you're a kid to be from California. But man, the more that I grew up, it's like, no, 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 no. California went off the cliff and probably around the time that we left. It wasn't the California. And when I tried to move back, I did it twice. I moved to San Francisco right out of college and San Francisco, while being interesting and exciting, kept me for one year before I made it back to Texas. That was kind of funny. And I also lived in uh, San Diego briefly and, and Los Angeles for about a year and a half. And then uh, that was also as an adult. <laughs> when I did that, the first thing that happened was the military. And I'll, t I'll call this God's plan immediately took me and flew me back to Texas and stationed me in San Antonio. So Many of you guys have that experience where you're just, I'm seeing in the chat is full of people saying, I left California X number of years ago. I don't want to be there anymore. Yeah, man, these things have consequences. But this is the most important part of our federalist system is that we're supposed to have independent laboratories for freedom. We're supposed to have places that you can go, I'm not really into what's going on here. I'm not feeling this vibe that's going on in California. They are doing weird things with my money and I wanna take my money and my feet and my household and my family and I wanna go find another place to be that is more aligned with me and I'm gonna vote. And a lot of people are moving to states that are smaller. There's a, a huge growth in places like, like per capita in Montana's and in Idaho's and in Wyoming's and in Utah's. These things, places are incredibly expensive right now if you've looked. And the reason they're so expensive is because people are trying to take their dollars and they're trying to take their vote where it's going to matter a bunch more. You go to a state that has less than a million people in it and, or you know, less than two million, you can actually move the needle a lot more. Don't, don't, don't count out Oklahoma as somebody who went to the University of Oklahoma. I'm going to tell you guys, don't count out Oklahoma. It's still pretty good. Let me say thanks to Catholic Vote, talking about uh, family, talking about the things that are good in life, faith, family, and freedom, catholicvote.org. Uh, you guys can go to their website, get looped in right there. You'll get their email. They had some really good stuff. One of the things they were talking about were two stories. They they covered the story talking about California losing people. Uh, they talked about the Florida Attorney General. This is a state's rights issue. They also talked about Governor Katie Hobbs today in today's loop. Worth checking out the story. Katie Hobbs, sorry, not she's not uh, New Mexico. She's Arizona. Um, Arizona Governor Katie Hobbs is 
targeting school choice, which is a really powerful thing. In fact, even my mother, who is a teacher out there, was uh, was able to benefit from seeing school choice dollars coming from kids. They were able to assign it to a Christian school and and take their money that their taxes were paying and put it towards where their kids were actually going to school, as opposed to sort of the traditional and sort of frustrating model where you uh, take your kids and you pay all your taxes for properties and they fund all the government schools and then you got to take your own dollars on top of that. You've already paid for schools and then you got to go pay for them in private schools. That is something that many people have done for a very long time and they're willing to do it and it's a big sacrifice. But the idea that uh, Arizona is going to try to roll back the freedom to take your own tax dollars and assign them to the school your kids actually go, that's a bad thing. Uh, and, and, you know, we'll just see how it works for them if they steal an election or what's going on there. Uh, you know, whether or not you believe that the election was stolen, there's certainly some indicators that, that, like I said, there are pavestones that show that there was a problem there in Arizona. And it doesn't seem like it's getting fixed. I see a lot of spaces on Twitter where people are talking about it. But what I don't see is anybody that can say, yes, this is the 100% how it was done, which is why if you can obscure, if you can um, obscure the sort of situation, then you can make people just complacent. And they're going to vote and, and you see what happens. And you see what happens is, is you get this lady, whether or not she was rightfully elected or not, she's making some changes and she's pushing to get rid of the school choice initiative uh, so that she could put more money into student safety. It's always about this. The democracy equals tyranny of the majority, which is why Joe Biden always talks about it. It's not good stuff, folks, but it is out there. I wanted to end on a couple of like amusing notes to you. I had a, a video full of dad jokes. This came out of Tracy Bean's feed. So let me, um, let me, let me not preface it with too much other than this is like some girl who follows her dad around and I guess he's kind of goofy. And uh, it reminds me probably not of the way that my dad is, but probably the more that I am like with my kids. And here's a little dad joke, a little bit of things to smile about. It's Thursday. And we just learned that, um, you know, the so-called unveil and bombshell is not a bombshell. So let's just take a deep breath and watch something kind of, kind of, some, kind of silly. Let's go. Oh, 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 oh. How you doing? <laughs> Salmon rub. Sounds a little naughty. It's your vegetable shape. I'd rather eat my own spoon. <laughs> I don't believe in frozen bread. I want fresh bread or I'm out. These aren't bad if I was a size boat. <laughs> wow. That's the cod. Candle of the day. Is it a good deal? I have no <laughs> idea what a good honey deal is. It's local. It's right here. It's fairly local. I mean, I'm looking at it. Do we need these? Are they on the list? Are shit peppers on the list? I'm more stuck in a book. The only good bean is a jelly bean. <laughs> everyone you know is coming over. <laughs> They're tender. I just cut them off like that and put a little tiny bread crumb in. Are you writing this down? I got value nachos, whatever that means. No. They're from like Monday's game. <laughs> it looks like a tongue. <laughs> I know nothing about pickleball other than I would dominate. <laughs> I the rules, I just win. I can win the national championship right now. Turn the bear shit, there it is. Avoid the shit. ATS, avoid the shit. Where are we going? Where are we going? All right, let's go. That red hand obviously means do whatever you want. Let's this. It's on sale. It should be. Well, you look great. Rate's a little strong. <laughs> that guy is such a lemon bag. We gotta get that going. Restaurant style, where you gotta tip after you eat those. <laughs> look, I'm a fall risk. Spring, summer, winter, I'm good, but fall, I'm a risk. Nola for 10 bucks. No, thanks. I'll make my own. Will you? No. Just <laughs> gotta make plays, am I right? Look it up. Some girl literally thought it was worth just following her dad around, captioning what he had to say, and uh, and and amused her. That's I think that's our goal, right? We got to be able to have influence with our kids. We're not going to be able to relate 100%. I also really appreciated, which you not, I'm not the only one. He said, "I don't know the rules of pickleball. I just win." 
<laughs> that sounds like a dad thing to say. There's a lot of, I think that's the sort of the magic of it. If we can keep that kind of generational contact, if we can just push past the stupidity and and not have political arguments with your kids, at least, they, at least they'll listen to you. They'll know that you're funny. They'll know that you're weird and quirky. Um, I've got three daughters now. And I anticipate being every bit as goofy as that. I imagine that my daughters, whenever they have phones, which is going to be, I don't know, what my oldest is almost seven. So in 10 years, when I give her a phone, because I don't want her to look on the internet for the next decade. But whenever she does, I imagine she'll be following me around and videoing me at Costco because I'm that weird. I say all kinds of crazy stuff at Costco because have you guys been to Costco? It's either say funny things like that guy, talk about how the honey that you're holding in your hand is local, or you're probably going to go insane. Also, pro tip, you guys didn't ask for it, but let me just share this. If you are not generating a battle cart every time you go to Costco with the little kids, load it up with your water and your heavy items first. Go straight to whatever those are, all the way to the back, and then run over anybody that gets in your way. Have I done it? Yes. Have I accidentally injured a uh, strange-looking Chinese spy who may or may not have been looking at me in the Washington, D.C. area? Yeah, totally. Ran right over the back of her because she stopped abruptly, and that is a bad choice. Don't do that at Costco. Um, I had one other one. I've been saving this for a couple days. I don't know why I've been saving it, but I really wanted to share it with you. Things are getting spicy, as I mentioned. Things are going to get strange. They're going to get weird out there. And if you're not prepared to step up, things might get real. Yo, man. Yo, I know you see me here, dude. I've been waiting here like 10 minutes, man. No, no, no. This is my parking space, man. Now, what you need to do is put your little hybrid in reverse and go out the way you came in. What? Yo, it's about to get real in the Whole Foods parking lot, man. It's getting real in the Whole Foods parking lot. I got my steel and you know it gets sparked a lot. I'm on my grind, homie. It's on my mind, homie. These fools with clipboards are looking at me like they know me. It's getting real in the Whole Foods parking lot. You know the deal with the little shopping carts they got. Check out what I say. It happens every day. It's how we live on the west side of L.A. I'm riding slow in my Prius. All leather, tinted windows. You can't see us. Everybody's trying to park, you can feel the tension. I'm in electric mode, can't even hear the engine. Just then I saw a spot open up. My time is perfect, I'm creeping up. But then this other dude tried to steal it going the wrong way. Yo man, I've had a long day. It's getting real in the Whole Foods parking lot. Yeah, I got my steel and you know it gets sparks a ride. I'm on my grind, homie. It's on my mind, homie. Yeah. These fools with clipboards are looking at me like they know. They don't know. It's getting real in the Whole Foods parking lot. Real, real. You know the deal with the little shopping carts they got. Small, Check out what I say. Yeah. It happens every day. Yeah. It's how we live on the west side of L.A. Now I'm on the inside, looking at my list. Organic chicken, kale, salad, and a lemon twist. Some girl in yoga pants is looking at me funny. I'm just trying to find a decent Pinot Noir for 120. Then I take it to the cheese counter, Humboldt Fog. We just ran out, sir. Really, dog? Take it easy, man. I try to calm myself. I've been on edge ever since they took kombucha off the shelf. It's getting real in the Whole Foods parking lot. Yeah. I got my steel and you know it gets sparked a lot. Really I'm on my grind, homie. It's on my mind, homie. Yeah. These fools with clipboards are looking at me like they know nah, not now, It's dog. getting real in the Whole Foods parking lot. You know the deal with the little shopping carts they got. Right. Check out what I say. Yeah. It happens every day. It's how we live on the west side of L.A. This buster's on his iPhone talking to his friends. Picking up some cayenne pepper for his master cleanse. You're the most annoying dude I've ever seen, brah. Could you please move? You're right in front of the quinoa. Damn, I'm about to check out. 
pay my 80 bucks for six things and get the heck out. The express lane is moving hella slow. Man, these fools don't know. This shit is getting real. It's getting real in the Whole Foods parking lot. So real. I got my steel and you know it gets sparked a lot. I'm on my grind, homie. It's on my mind, homie. That's right. These fools with clipboards are looking at me I like I said not right it's now. It's getting real in the Whole Foods parking lot. Uh-huh. You know the deal with the little shopping carts they got. Yeah. Check out what I say. Yeah. It happens every day. That's right. It's how we live on the west side of L.A. If you guys don't know what that is, DJ Dave, that's uh, Fog and Smog. You guys should definitely check that out. This thing is an old video. But my wife, who is a uh, uh, used to be a big-time Whole Foods shopper until it started pricing us out, I like the the six things for 80 bucks. That's 100%. I used to get like grocery bags that were just like one bag, and you could carry them with one hand, and they were $100. And you're like, oh, my God, what am I doing there? Anyway, I just want to give you guys a little detox. It's, the, it's coming through the end of the week. You know, it's there's a lot of stupid things that are happening out there. We did the uh, the dad rap earlier on this week, which I thought was kind of funny. Yeah, and DJ Dave, super funny. He's got a bunch of other good ones. They're all like going back a ways, but talented, amusing, lighthearted, mostly work appropriate. You could probably share that with your boss. And it's not going to hurt anybody's feelings. And guess what? It doesn't matter if you're a leftist, if you're a liberal, if you're center-right or a far-right extremist. You could all agree that if things are getting real in the Whole Foods parking lot, like 2024 is going to be lit. <laughs> especially when dudes in Priuses are getting pissed off. So for whatever it's worth, I hope that entertains you just a little bit. I hope it takes the, the stress level down as you guys go about your day. And uh, I appreciate you guys joining us. If you watch this anywhere else, if you're not watching us on rumble.com slash Kyle if you missed out on the live chats, take on this. And yes, some of you guys do know the deal with the little shopping carts they got. I, I see you guys. I see what you're saying. All right. I appreciate all of you. Uh, I want to say thanks to those of you who have been giving us five-star reviews. You are continuing to move us up. We were number 75 for all of politics um last week which is crazy in the united states for whatever apple's ranking is i don't know how the hell they do it but uh but they do and they put us up under 100 so that's something for for a new podcast that's just getting kicked off pretty big deal um let me throw up the uh, merch store real quick guys if you guys are still trying to bury garrett o'boyle in work and make sure that his kids are keeping their fingers you know work down to the bone we don't want those calluses to to, to fall off go to the-dispendables.com it's the-dispendables.com that's the sweatshop. You guys can see the t-shirts. You know I'm always wearing them. The uh, Last Line Strength is what I'm wearing right now. That's sort of the Garrett O'Boyle uh, brand. He's got the uh, Last Line the Last Line podcast, or what is it called? The Last Line Substack, rather, where he sends out some of his thoughts. But this is the shirt. I get compliments everywhere I go. The back of it's an American flag. It looks fantastic. It's a really good shirt and um, super comfortable, too. I check them out. Go to the-dispendables.com. Use K, uh, K-Y-L-E, the promo code Kyle. Save you 10%. It's just to save you a couple bucks. It lets him know where the uh, where the traffic is coming from, but the traffic's always coming from me because nobody else knows about our website, the-dispendables.com. And you guys can always go to uh, mypillow.com slash Kyle. If you want to use that, you're welcome to uh, use our promo code over at MyPillow. A lot of you guys do. I get an update. A couple hundred, couple hundred dollars are spent every single, every single week by you all. I don't know what you guys are doing. You guys destroying your sheets. You're getting new pillows, whatever, but uh, check them out. Go to mypillow.com slash Kyle or use promo code Kyle if you're on the website. Good to go. Okay. Let's put a review up and say, thanks. Check this one out. This one's kind of a long one, but I really like it. It's one of my favorite reviews only because it's super complimentary. So I'd be foolish not to. Uh, Marine Chad says, always start the day off listening to Kyle. The best podcasts always have a great communicator that I could listen to for hours. Bongino, Levine, and Seraphin 
are by far the best way to get educated on the top problems facing this country. That's really high praise, by the way. Um, I always start the day listening to Kyle because I believe he is a great informed educator to his audience and his interviews are the best. Well, wow, thanks so much. He says, uh, I've never heard of even half these guests and they're incredible people with amazing stories that don't get the attention from the mainstream media. Kyle always brings these stories to life. Always a great listen. Keep up the great work. Uh, Marine Chad, thanks so much, bud. Like that's that's seriously really, really nice and high praise. If you guys are watching this and you like it, give us a thumbs up over there on Rumble and uh, make sure that it continues to promote the show. But yeah, super, super thoughtful. And you know, all of you have really good stories. That's the thing that I've learned. If I talk to anybody, there's a neat story there. We just have to get to it, and we often do. So thanks so much for joining us for the Kyle Serafin Show. God bless all of you guys. We will see you again tomorrow for Friendly Friday. Yes, I will work out the audio kinks, I hope, before we get Steve Friend on. Uh, check out the AMRAD podcast, which should be streaming. They've got it all set up. AMRAD pod. It's rumble.com slash AMRAD pod, or you can watch it on X. If you're watching us on X right now, follow at AMRAD pod, A-M-R-A-D-P-O-D. We'll see you guys tomorrow and have a great day with a little bit lower stress. Don't let things get real in the parking lot. Thanks for listening to the Kyle Serafin Show, streamed live weekdays on rumble.com slash Kyle Serafin. Follow Kyle on Twitter, Truth Social, and Instagram at Kyle Serafin.